Anika Jackson is a senior communications and marketing professional with over 25 years of experience working with diverse brands and clients to build local and global interest and create meaningful, synergetic relationships between businesses and people. She currently serves as the CEO and Chief Strategist and Podcast Host for Your Brand Amplified, a marketing and communications agency that she has also founded. Jackson's professional expertise encompasses experimental marketing and event production, launch marketing, public relations, and various additional digital and influence-based marketing and communications management strategies. She's a member of the QuickBooks Small Business Council and serves on the advisory board for the U.S. Santa Barbara's Women in Leadership Executive Program and contributes her knowledge and thought leadership for the benefit of multiple local, national, and global nonprofits. Please welcome Anika Jackson. Welcome everybody to Money 911, where we talk about health, wealth, and peace of mind. And they all work together for what I call in a state of mind, knowing that you're all your affairs are in order for your business, your life, your spirit, your family, all of those good things. And I'm really proud and excited to bring some amazing guests. Anika today, you heard her amazing intro. And just take a moment out and make sure you push that little subscribe button so you'll no get notice of all the great people that we're having on here and be able to share the good content with your friends. So what we're going to talk about is brand amplifier, right? We're going to talk about her expertise because we all need that with that whatever market we're in. And she is able to give us actionable, actionable. Did you hear me? Action <laughs> that we can do right now. Welcome, Anika. I'm so glad to have you here. Thank you so much, Chris. And I will tell you the first action that I took is I subscribed to the podcast. Um because I'm going to get a lot of value from listening to all of your other guests. And I cannot be more thrilled to have met you and to be able to form this connection. So am, thank you I'm for having me. Completely <laughs> honored. Thank you. Thank you. And for those of you that are listening, we do have the, we're also on Legacy Shifters YouTube. So you can watch us and see us live on there too. <laughs> And there's also webinars. You'll see different trainings that I do, like Create Income You'll Never Outlive, Three Secrets for Safe Money and a Fabulous Future for my number one best-selling book, which are things that you need to take time to do now. Don't wait till you're 60, 70, and 80, which most people do to start their retirement plan. I'm just saying. I've done this 32 years, and that's what happened. People come into my office at 50, 60, 70 to start their retirement plan. Look, there's no judgment. You know, we're just not told about it, right? So now's the time to empower you. And it will empower you around your business and branding. And I got to say, when I wrote my book, Clueless About Marketing and Branding, pretty much <laughs> not that well, anyway, even, you know, I get a lot of help from a lot of friends. And that is a really an art. If you can dial into what Nika's going to share with us, you'll be able to amplify your brand and hear what she knows about 
So you've been doing this for 25 years. And what inspired you to get into this kind of business? Yeah, well, thank you for asking. And I will say most people, we all don't know what we don't know, right? So we're not money experts. We need to go to somebody like yourself to really get the money 911 <laughs> to find out what we can do to make our financial situations better and take care of things. The same thing with branding, marketing, and PR. If you're not in this field, you might not know how important it is. You think, I'm just going to put something on social media. I'm going to launch my product. But there's so much that you need to do to make sure it's reaching the right people at the right time. And that's what a lot of the work that we do. If somebody comes to me for PR, I always start with the brand. Let's look at your social media. Do you have a website? You'd be surprised at the number of people who say, I'm ready for PR, but they don't have a logo. They don't have their website up. Their website isn't optimized so that when they get an article written about them and people start going to your website, you need to have the right calls to action. You need to have places where people can find out the right information about what you're solving for them. And that so that way they get excited and then they want to say, okay, I'm going to subscribe to this. I'm going to buy this course. I'm going to go to this workshop, you know, that they know that they want to work with you. Exactly. And you make it meaningful and synergistic and really, you know, it took me a decade to realize, oh, yeah, you got to have a call to action when they come to your website and something that, you know, opts in and gets the email. And those are kind of basic things that a lot of people know. But you're at a level where branding is an intuitive thing because, you know, I'm a legacy wealth strategist. So that's unique. It's not just like a financial planner. Right. <laughs> to sell your products. You know, a legacy is a whole picture. It looks at a longevity. And that's the same kind of thing with a brand. What yeah. you say? That is exactly. And I didn't answer your second part of your question was how I got into this. I always love bringing people together and promoting things from a very early age. I always wanted to have that experience of people coming together and being excited about something, whether it was a project or a party or music, whatever it was. So when I was in high school, I grew up in Lawrence, Kansas, and I was asked by a friend, hey, this we would go listen to music in Kansas City. And somebody said, I, this DJ wants you to start promoting for them and promoting their events. And I was like, sure. I'd never done it before. But that was my first step into actually marketing and learning how to share a message with people, how to get people to come to an event. And then I started getting the production side and learning about how to run events and how do you charge people and what are the expenses you have to take into it. So that evolved into moving to Chicago, working for a marketing firm there. Then I was also, I was also still working in club promotion and promoting music and I was tired and I wasn't making a lot of money. I I think my one year in Chicago, which seems like it was longer because of the relationships I still have to this day, I made $16,000. And and granted, I was in my early twenties, but it still wasn't really enough to make a living to have. I had millions of roommates, you know, I ate ramen noodles. Like I, that was not the life I wanted to have and what I wanted to achieve. So my sister was in California. I moved out for a month to see if I liked it, if I wanted to stay. And I ended up staying and got a job working for a magazine and working my way up for the magazine and learning everything I could. So my career path was very organic. And it was also a lot of marketing, a lot of different kinds of marketing, B2B, B2C, running events, figuring out how to partner nonprofits with corporations, learning how to share the message with advertisers and then take the message they wanted to, to consumers. Then I got onto the PR side. So I've learned a lot of different things and I've seen it all change and evolve. And now it's really integrated marketing 
And so that's the sweet spot that I love to work in. So it does start with somebody comes to me. I say, okay, let's take your brand first. Do you know who you are? Do you know the problem you're solving? Do you know who your audience is? Do you have your messaging? And so we go through a number of exercises to figure all of that out. And I'm happy to share some worksheets that you can put in the show notes and share with the audience if you'd like to help people hone in on that. Because without knowing who you are and how you can authentically deliver your message and even who your audience is, you won't know how to find them. You might say, you know what? I'm going to be on every social media channel. Well, that might not be where your audience is. You need to know what the difference is between those channels and start with one, start with the best one to reach your audience, build following, be authentic, you know, and then go from there. Yeah, that's absolutely. And, you know, in the digital age, every week, they've got a whole new thing going on, right? And mm. now with the AI and all of the oh my gosh craziness. And so it's really changed a lot. I've even used it and I'm not very doing it. I'm kind of a dorky tech person, but... The point of it is the digital, the new stuff, but your diversity, the way that you've been able to get into a lot of things gives you an overall point of view. Mm -hmm. So I know a lot of my listeners, a lot of people have businesses, have podcasts, Mm -hmm. they're broadcasting. There's so much noise out there. And so that was one specific thing that people ask me all the time Mm -hmm. because, you know, putting a post in the social media, I mean, what would you suggest for people like... How do you get out there? How do you raise above the noise? If you have the brand, if you have your logo, what would you tell people? Yeah. Wow. There's so many ways to go with that question. One specific way, since we are on a podcast and we're talking about podcasting, is the power of podcasting, honestly, for every facet of your business. My podcast, and I, I will backtrack a little bit. I had a show on the radio and Facebook Live in Houston from 2017 to 2019. Then I moved back to LA and we tried doing a little bit over Zoom and then that worked okay, but it wasn't quite the same. Then I had a client who said, Hey, I want to start a podcast. Will you host it for me? Because I didn't have time. So I said, sure. And I loved doing it. But then I quickly realized they didn't really have the budget. I was doing, picking all the guests myself, doing all the work. So I said, you know, I should just do my own podcast. And that's... So I started this journey of my own podcast in November, 2020. And at first, I didn't take it very seriously. Like I think a lot of people who are like, oh, I'm going to have a podcast. It's going to be... But but the consistency that you put into it is what becomes your return on investment. So then last year, well, I guess a couple of years ago, I started saying, you know what? No, I'm going to do it more regularly. Got more into it. Built it up. Now I have about 30,000 monthly listeners. I have multiple five-star reviews. People come back. They listen to episodes. I have a waiting list for guests. So all these great things. But one of the biggest things that's come out of it is I couldn't get the .com for my business. Your brand amplified. I could get the .co, the .anything else. But the .com was owned by somebody. Even though I have the trademark in the US, Mm. somebody had it redirect their business, a branding business in Australia. Well... I have so many episodes out of my podcast and so many people were sharing it that I took over Google page one, Google page two, almost completely. That person gave up the .com. So now I have it. But that showed me the power that podcasting alone lent to my SEO value and to people being able to find me, find the podcast, find my website if they wanted to work with me on marketing, branding, coaching, other stuff. So it's also evergreen content. You read an article, 
it, you might be able to find it again. You might Google and research, but podcast episodes, you're always going to be able to find them as long as the person doesn't stop podcasting and, and stop paying for their podcast platform. And the messages that you can share, yes, there are trends that change in marketing, but the consistent messages don't change. How you are authentic, how you formulate your brand, how you approach the messaging itself, the techniques change, right? Right. So what social media platforms you want to be on? Are you going to use video? Are you going to use a static post? All of those things change. But the power of podcasting. So sometimes I'll get a client that is like, oh, I'll say, here's some podcast requests that we have for you. And they, oh, I'm not interested in those. Like, well, why not? Because you know what? You might not think that that's your ideal audience, but guaranteed one person listens to that episode and they are your ideal customer. That can change everything for your business, depending on what your business is. Right, right. And you talked about how you're using everything that you have, and now you have lots of downloads. And and that's a really neat point about the SEO. That's like a natural SEO. I never thought about that. That's really cool because it's true. I look at it and I put in money nine one up, and I spent all those years thinking that if I get a website, then I'll get up, you know. So that was like, boom, that gets you right there. Plus, if you have a lot of people listening. Yeah. But when you do your podcast, after your podcast is done, mm-hmm. what little secret do you do to get it out there? Are you doing video clips, audio clips? You're just posting it. People video clips. Me, mm-hmm. don't, social media doesn't do anything. What's your opinion on that? Mm. Well, organic social is really hard these days. Uh-huh. Usually, and that's, again, going back to integrated marketing, I don't ever just recommend PR as a strategy. If somebody only wants PR, we can do that, but we we will also do an analysis of their social media. We'll do a sentiment, a baseline sentiment. So we know what are keywords that are being used when somebody's talking about their brand? What is their competition doing on social media that's better or worse than they are? Are they being consistent across all platforms, right? So do the website links work on every plat- social media platform that you're on? Do you uh, have the same name? It would be really good if you can have the same name across every platform and not variations. Are you sharing the same bio information? So those are all things that we look at first. And then for the podcast, we do create short video. So we share those out on our socials. We tag people. I also do use AI. So I use AI to help me create my show notes, my transcripts for my episodes, my titles and captions and all of those things. And they're not always perfect. That's the thing about AI. Yes, it's going to be, it's a revolutionary tool that everybody should start using and understand how to use. But you also have to have the human side of checking for the errors, making sure that you're putting your voice into it. So it's not just a robot. (laughs) But, But I do think that's important is make sure that you're showing in the show notes, what are people going to get? What value are they going to get from listening to that episode? Share it. Make sure you're sending it to the guests to share and that video content. So we haven't really done it yet, but I'm going to be putting all of them on YouTube. Which you, you also mentioned making right. sure that people can see it, hear it, watch it, however they is best for them to absorb the information. That's great. Yeah. So now I just wanted you to share, maybe walk through a project or a campaign that you're really proud of. And maybe just share a few of the key strategies or tactics that you use just to show people the array of good things that you can do. Oh, wow. Well, let's see. I will give an example of one recent gardening client in Houston, Texas called Garden Girls. 
And three women own it. They started during the pan, like right after the pandemic, pretty new company. They'd all worked for another company. And then that person moved out of the city and a whole bunch of things happened. They said, why don't we form our own company? So they started out doing raised garden beds. Cool. Okay. So (laughs) somebody might say, how is that press worthy? Well, it's all about, again, finding your right audience. So we put them into a few systems. We have a big database that we're in different groups. So we're always looking for innovative ways to find the right journalist to pitch. We were able to get them as part of a roundup in the Washington Post in month one. And what's nice now is that it used to be marketing's over here, advertising over here, PR is over here. They're all silos. Now they all work together. Now we're able to say, because we got you this Washington Post, this is how many people actually read the article. Here's how many links went to your people clicked on your website from that article. Here's how much your traffic increased. And so then we were able, been able to routinely get them in Real Simple Magazine, Better Homes and Gardens, Homes and Gardens, nice. uh, Martha Stewart Living, because those are the kind of publications that their audience is reading. So it's reaching the right audience and they're able to give advice on, okay, you want to be better about environmentally landscaping. Clover is a good option over grass. So that was an article that got them 30 direct messages on their website for people who wanted to know if they could work with them from one article. And it helps them also. Then it also helps the client. And this is where I get really excited. Not only see the power of what they're doing, because they're like, oh, we, we want to try PR. See that power, but then also realize how they can expand. So they might only be in Houston, but now maybe they can expand to Texas. Maybe they can work with people in other states. Maybe they can have a product line of our preferred gardening products. All of this coming out of just seeing what press they're getting and how people are responding to it. So that's where I see it as a win-win, but it's also the consistency, right? They were already really good at public speaking, knowing what their message and their brand was. So we didn't have to do all that other work. We've also had people who've been inconsistent and have brought us a product pre-launch and said, okay, well, you need social media channels. Do you have the right spokespeople? There was a product, the family didn't who invented it didn't want to talk about it, but their story was the authentic story and it would be what would resonate with the audience. And they wanted to limit how the cleaning product was used when it had a lot of other capable and potential uses. And so that was a case where it was like missing the mark and where I come in, not just as the PR branding person, but also as a business person myself saying, you're missing out on this whole world of opportunity and customers who will want your product, but you have to share your story. You have to be willing to share your story and you have, yeah. 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 I, I, you know, that was a hard one because I have quite a story that's a hard, there's some really hard parts to share. And I remember when I was first going out, you know, pitching my book, it was like, look at me, I'm, you know, number one, this, and I've done this. And like, who, who, or what does that mean? Nobody really, mm-hmm. what's in it for me, right? It's nobody really care. Then when I got vulnerable and started sharing about what happened to me when lost everything or, you know, s- some harder stories. Yeah. People can relate because we're all going through and there's no, I've never met anybody, right, that has it all together here. That So we're all going through it and that's how we can all help each other. Exactly. I, I think it's neat how you said, you know, not very long ago, all these things were separate. I'm the SEO expert or I'm the social media expert or I'm the brand. Now it's like all integrated, like you said, integrated marketing. Yeah how it all works together. Yeah. And there are agencies and people who want specialists who only know how to do one job. 
Mm-hmm. And that still exists. But if you have a small agency or a boutique agency, or even I'm as a college professor, it's a lot more valuable for me to understand how they work together. And it serves my clients better. It serves right. me better. Right. And to your point, 100%, people see our success. They see what we share. I've had $100,000 a year just to spend on charity. I've also been on food stamps. You know, right. I've been on every side right. of that spectrum. Yes. And I'm still on my money journey and still learning. I am approaching 50, right? And I'm going, oh gosh, I'm one of the people she's talking about that hasn't had consistency in my retirement planning. (laughs) So, but I do know I have money blocks. I know what my goals are and I'm chipping away at things and being methodical. So I'm on my journey, but we're all on our journey, whether it's understanding how to promote your product how to become more financially solvent, whatever your journey is. And if we don't share all of our parts of our story, people don't see how they can relate to us and understand, exactly. understand exactly. where, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And we lift while we climb. So yeah. we're all we're like helping each other out. And so your story helps my story and there's no judgment and it's not that I'm better. You know, I might have, you know, a decade or two older, but that is a, I don't even relate to the age thing. It's just, I think it's a value. I think 32 years in the business has shown me like I've consolidated the learning curve. I actually created a course called Create Income You'll Never Outlive. Oh. And we're about to launch it. I should, I should have. Okay. Yeah. Well, you're coming, you're coming on my show too. And I definitely want to uh, promote that on my show. (laughs) It's an honor. It's an honor. But uh, you know, what was really cool from what you just said, reminded me of, look, around year 25 in my practice, I realized that people go to school, learn how to make money, get out of school. What do they do? Go make money. And what do most people do? They give it to somebody else to gamble. Then it's like a roulette wheel. Will it be up or down when you retire? I hate that model. I like safety and security and I want to know. So I learned about safe money or things that I wasn't being taught. I went out of the box. And inside of that, that's how you have to be when you're creating. And the point was that I found so much of the mindset that I spent more time coaching people on their mindset than actually filling out an application because money is energy. So yeah. it's the same health as wealth. Wealth is health. So it's the same thing as saving as dieting or all of those. Kinds. It's so similar. You can integrate it and see or even just getting your brand together. Oh, I'll just do this tomorrow. The procrastination. And I encourage everybody not to procrastinate. Reach out to you if they want to get their brand together. That'll save, you know, 12 years of me trying to, you know, I spent an embarrassing amount of money. Marketing classes went to all the gurus and masterminds and got all the unopened programs. As a marketer and publicist myself, I fall for the same things. Um, I go, oh, I have an online program I want to launch. Oh, okay. I should buy that. I should buy that. Oh, that person says to do it this way. Not everything is going to work for you and you have to be okay with that. And also I'm like, wow, if I hadn't spent all that money on things that I thought would solve my problem and had actually invested it in my, in just me, because yeah. <laughs> I mean, and, and not to say that they're not useful because right. you do need to make investments in programs as well, yeah. but you also just need to be realistic about where you're starting from. Right. And that's a good one because a lot of people are like coming out of the lockdown at the time we're at right now and 
launching products or launching events or launching books. And what I found is like we started the conversation, so much noise. And I was hoping maybe you could give a few tips and I'll listen to on, Mm -hmm. on launching because, you know, like, for example, I have a full on blown course, seven modules, and it's a big thing. But it's too big of a leap. And, and some people say you just do a, a boot camp or you do a, a challenge. But it's different now. It isn't like you do a webinar and then you have a call. To, I mean, it's changed. What you say then it used to be a few years ago? Yeah, I will say that people still use that okay. very often. I actually do a few like half-day workshops. and get, I, I'm always happy to speak in people's groups or Facebook groups or wherever about marketing, branding, PR for free because I just also think it's really important that people understand the foundations and the basics. So there's still a lot of events, the virtual event world, right? And then you have yeah. the sales at the end. Right. I don't know how many people resonate. I I think enough people resonate that it's the reason people still do it. Yeah. Right. Because people are obviously still buying, but I do think there's a new way to do things. And I can't say I have the magic formula for that. I'm still figuring out myself, but having that foundation and making sure that your message is consistent, whether it's on your newsletter, on your social media, in your email newsletter, on your website, all of the different places that you're appearing, making sure it's consistent and showing up consistently every time will help people do better. I think the number one thing for launch is if you hold it in and you just keep waiting for the right time, you're never going to do it. So the first step is launch it. it. I would even recommend like if you have all your content ready, you have it in your preferred e-learning system, go ahead and make it live. If people find it, you can take the sales. And that way, at least it's there. And then you can say, okay, now how do I want to approach this? What's the best way? Because I've seen people try using like DMs through social media, use Facebook ads. And all of, to your point earlier, there's so much clutter. It's really hard to make sure people are seeing the right message at the right time. And that's, again, where podcasting comes in to me. I would say the most effective thing you can do is get as many interviews as possible. Show up. Right. Right? Right. Yeah. Show up and do the work. Right. And I'm preaching to myself right now as well. <laughs> right, right. We're on that journey. And you're in the middle of a launch, right? Mm-hmm. Or you're working on what you call brand amplifier. Yeah. Why don't you tell me and tell everybody what that is and what's going on with it? Yeah. So going back to the way I approach working with clients, I realized that so many people were coming to us, again, saying they wanted PR, but they didn't know who they were as a brand. They didn't have that their brand ethos. They didn't know their calls to action. They didn't know the pain points of their customers. They might not even have their customer profiles. So I've taken everything that... The exact way that I work with clients, if they're a client that's coming as a retainer, monthly paying client, I've taken all that information. I've also tested it. There's a couple soft launches and some different companies and people that I work with. I've also tested it on my students. I teach grad school at USC Annenberg. And I teach a class on branding and PR. And so I use some of my modules for that class. And what I found is it really helps people hone in, whether you are starting your business or whether you've been in business for 20 years and struggling with your what next or the right messaging for that point in your company's life. I found it to be effective. So the brand amplifier is about a 12 to 14 module program because we have a couple bonuses. And you can do it at your own pace. You know, I have videos that introduce all the content. And then there are different modules with worksheets so that you can really hone in on your brand identity, what your messaging is going to be. And then you go through modules that teach you how to turn that into marketing messages 
how to use that to pitch journalists or customers or clients or sponsors or investors, because those are all different audiences. Maybe change your message slightly for each one of those. And then when you do get that big win, how do you share it appropriately across all of your channels and continue that life cycle of promoting yourself by showing that third-party validation that somebody else has given you? So it's really a program in a box. And so you can go to brandamplifier.com, thebrandamplifierlive.com for more info as well. We do some half-day trainings for free for people just to get the information. And then from there, we also have the coaching component. So if you feel like you need a little more support, you don't want to just do it on your own, then we do coaching sessions as well. If you one-on-one and then some group sessions where we will walk through specific techniques, bring in specific other speakers, or just walk through is your message resonating? Is it not? How can we help you reframe it? What else do you need to know? So so that's in a nutshell. <laughs> Very cool. And people can reach out to you. Say it again. Go ahead and give that yeah. coordinates again. Well, on uh, on social media, they can reach out to me at Amplify with Anika and um, or the your brand Amplified. And that has all the links as well. And then the brand amplifier or brand amplifier live. Um, or your brandamplified.com also has all the links right there as well. Beautiful. All right. Well, you know, this is a little, put a little toe in the water and so everyone could get to know you and be excited to reconnect and see how you're doing down the road and see how we can network together. See, I'm, that's a big thing for me right now in the shift, legacy shift. It is, we're living our legacy. It isn't something that's down at the end of your life. It's a living mm-hmm. legacy. And so I'm, I'm in a big thing of connecting us together. I'm working on a mastermind. It's really called the Conscious Giving Council. Oh, I love that. And I just had this vision of, uh, you know, they keep printing money, right? Which is crashing the economy. That's a <laughs> story. But there's lots of money that's printed out there and the winds of change, right? We just move that wind and download it into a system and a place where we can help people of like-minded that we're all in support of and help each other. And so that's the direction of where I'm just driving because, you know, you teach at the college and I have, I have courses that they go into the systems because that's one thing that's just missing is that no, the yes. youth don't get taught. No, none of us have been taught about money. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Or, right. 100%. I have uh, actually have worked in the past with a client called Kitty Credit. It started out as an app and then a curriculum. So the app is more for elementary school kids and their caregivers, families, or teachers. Then there's also another curriculum that goes through high school or middle school and high school. And they just launched a debit card because so many of us don't understand what credit really means, how to use it effectively. How do you use money effectively in your life? Um, And that's something that should be absolutely a curriculum that starts at an early age. But because many of our parents also haven't been taught these things, you know, it just perpetuates the cycle. So here's where it stops with us, right? Yeah. (laughs) We can change the world. Yes. One system is going to go down and the other's coming. I believe that. Peace on earth will get here eventually through <laughs> after a few wars. Oh. But <laughs> the point is that we can make that happen. The system is set up against people. I mean, I know these kids in college and here's a credit card and they're not taught about now look at the interest rates. And so yeah. just like the country, everybody's in debt. Don't 
if you can't buy it, don't, you know, pay for it. Don't buy it. Just don't go into that system. How do I do that? So there's a lot of learning and it's very similar even to marketing and the same kind of thing, right? The mindset around the whole thing. This has been fun conversation. So fun. Really enjoyed having you and your smiling face. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So everybody, thank you for being here today. And Anika, really nice to really have a nice conversation with you. Make sure you follow up with her brand Amplified. Get it, check it out and make sure you subscribe. We'll be back with you with more Money 9-1. And make sure you take time and go through all the shows. There's some training in there that'll give you some healthy money tips. You can reach out to me at at Chris, K-R-I-S, at Healthy Money, Happy Life, or hop on my calendar, meetwithchrismeller.com. And thank you all. Have a beautiful, blessed day. There's so much to learn about healthy money. I hope today's discussion brings you one step closer to securing and protecting your future. So you can get started on the right foot. Go to meetwithchrismeller.com and schedule your free financial fitness strategy session. Thank you for listening and please subscribe to Money 911 so you don't miss our next episode, which includes health, wealth, and peace of mind.